Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Goddess Entrepreneur. A goddess entrepreneur sees her business as a spiritual devotion and service to the collective. In this podcast, you can expect to learn all about feminine-led business and specifically about online business. Here, we see entrepreneurship as the path to self-mastery and liberation. I'm your host, Madi Grace Theory, and today I'm interviewing dear goddess entrepreneur, Kasha Diana. Welcome, Kasha. She is a trauma-informed women's health and wellness specialist. She is an author. Ooh, I didn't know that. A speaker, an herbalist, an iridologist, which is super fascinating, a detox and womb wellness resource. She is best known as the womb shamaness, woman's gatekeeper and divine oracle. She serves women, wombs, and children. As a matriarch, she uses her magic and gifts to sustain and encourage healing of matriarchs all over the world. She is a womb circle alchemist mage, which I've experienced the power of Cassius Circle, and she has been gifted moon and blood medicine. She helps women with abortion, conception, sexual trauma and abuse, sexual relationships and experiences, fertility, infertility, period, and hormone support. When she's not hosting her own podcast, The Temple Podcast, which I've been a guest on, and it's an excellent podcast, and sharing about divinity, the sacred feminine and alchemy for the body, mind, and soul, she is in her kitchen whipping up ancestral nourishment or frolicking in her herb farm with her many animals, children, and magical husband surrounded by trees. <laughs> what an <laughs> intro. <laughs> Welcome, Kasha, to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Mari. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm super humbled and grateful to share my stories and where I've come from. So thank you for holding that space for us. Of course. I have to know what kind of animals do you have? Because I didn't know that you had animals. So it started with chickens. It always starts with chickens. Yeah. It's so like the, that's the gateway to, yeah. to, to animals, chickens. And then we went to quails and guinea fowl. We also have rabbits and bunnies. I mean, they're the same, but moms and babes. And then we have goats. We have pigs and some ducks. Wow. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited to get land. I told my husband the moment we have land, yes, we're getting chickens, but I'm going to get him a baby goat. <laughs> get, get two. You He's don't want always... to make them lonely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. On Instagram, when he and I DM each other, it's always animal videos. <laughs> and he's always sending me goat videos. And I'm like, I am going to get you a go as soon as possible. <laughs> I will share a proverb. I think it's from the Middle East that if you don't have any problems, get yourself a goat. Yes. Mm. They, yeah. they, certainly today they were on my deck eating my wicker furniture. Like, Uh-oh. Get here. <laughs> go get some roses or something. We have tons of those. They're or, super cute. Yeah. So before I hit record for this episode, Kasha and I were talking about my mother-in-law Rosa who I talk about a lot on the show and how she's you know staying with us 
and she grew up in Ukraine in okay. the country, grew uh-huh. all of their own food. And she was telling us the other day that they had a goat named Boris and <laughs> they ha- literally had to bring him in to the house at night to sleep with them because otherwise he would get stolen. <laughs> He was like a source of their food. So it was like really important that they held on to him. Right. And yeah, she was like, yeah, Boris, he would come in. And, you know, they, it's not like they lived in a giant house. Like they all slept in the same room with the goat. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, that'd keep you pretty warm in the winter. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that they were right with God because that proverb did not affect them. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. She, She has fond memories of Boris. I would too. Yeah, sounds like a fun goat. (laughs) I think it was a female named Boris. Okay. Like that would make sense though, because females give you the milk. Yeah. That's exactly why they have as long as they they've been pregnant or studded and then yeah. Yeah, we have a buck and two does and that's we have talking to my husband. I was like, is that are those testicles? He's like, No, no, that's an udder. It's like, are you sure? And then a few days later he goes, My love. Those are testicles. <laughs> I thought so. So he's a pretty good husband to his wives. They stick pretty close to him wherever he goes. That's cool. So that's fun. Yeah. He bleats whenever he gets stuck somewhere because we try to peg him on a leash just to kind of keep him close. They're quite new to our, our farm. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> when we get any new animals to our farm, we always put them in a bit of a quarantine. We bought this old farmhouse. It had an old outhouse, and so we named it, my son amicably named it the poop coop, because it used to be an outhouse. So now every time we bring animals in, they have to stay there for like four or five days. We just check them out. They get to know us, right, before we introduce them to the rest of our our barn. And um, they were pissed. They don't want to be in there. (laughs) Day six, they're like, ah, ah. We're in prison. And my neighbor called. She's like, um, is everything okay? We keep hearing a lot of crying, a lot of um, screaming. Is everybody okay? And I'm like thinking, well, I have been doing primal screaming, but like, really, is this, is this about me or is this about the goats? And like, ah, you got goats. That makes sense. Okay. We're just glad everybody's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that. A lot of fun. Yeah, I love that you have a little farm with lots of critters. I, a lot of fun. I aspire to have that one day hopefully soon <laughs> well i'm here if you have any any questions or funny also stories. a great resource <laughs> for <laughs> oh kasha mm. i always love spending time with you me too hey so let's chat who are you you know obviously besides what i just read <laughs> what mm-hmm. do you do and who do you serve how do you serve if i have just met you how are you sharing your offerings about what you do because there's many, but they're specific and they're just also really special. So when I introduce myself to women, I typically share of who I am and what I do. Depending on the location, I might start a little more 3D. <laughs> I start with my iridology in my book and then work my way up to how I'm an oracle and how I use my intuition to really support women. So I usually say that I support and serve women, wombs, and children. And then if I start to see the face kind of go a little blank and confused, because that's quite the introduction, I just say, Mm -hmm. you know what, to simplify, (laughs) I take care of women from birth until death. Mm -hmm. I just love women. 
Mm -hmm. I love women. I never used to. I used to have a lot of wounds around women and sisterhood. And um, I was gifted moon medicine and blood medicine when I lived in my yurt. And it really softened and showed me the need for sisterhood Mm -hmm. and how women have been gathering for centuries and they're the power within the blood the power within moving with your cycles the power of moving within sisterhood and so once I accepted my mission once I saw all of those gifts through you know sun gazing moon gazing only bathing and showering with bay water and and uh, going to bed with the sun and the moon every day and putting my blood back into the earth I really created this nourishing connection with earth and she really held me and she helped me move a lot of stuff a lot of trauma from my my younger years and mm-hmm. it was really evident that I needed women to mm. experience this with because as magical as my husband is <laughs> there's only so much that you can experience with the complementary energy mm. and I started hosting retreats at my yurt and we started doing sound baths in the caves amazing resonance in the caves holy moly it was so mm. beautiful doing sound bowls in the caves and we would do hot yoga and cacao ceremony and I started seeing how this really expanded my own heart and my medicine further and my own healing and so then I started facilitating circles and this was like a total on the whim I had just had my son the world was under a big siege <laughs> and uh <laughs> I decided we're not participating. And so I created a forest school in my community and the women in us, we all connected, right? There was this beautiful woman who was our teacher and, um, or the children's teacher. She kind of just wanted to create a program. She she phoned me out of the blue. She's like, I heard you want to do forest school. I want to offer a program. I said, you're an angel. Yes, please. (laughs) So she offered the program and all the children would be in the forest free, you know, learning and all the mamas, we just naturally gathered together mm. and we'd sit and we would share snacks and have babes on our knees and we would just all kind of connect during a really really strange time in the world and from there I just felt called I was like I'm gonna host a circle it's called a womb circle and I don't know where it's gonna be and I'm just gonna do it and a dear friend at the time she's still a dear friend but at that time she said well I have a beautiful space and I've been waiting for a home like this my whole life and I just want to share it with everyone so do you want to do it at my house that's incredibly wonderful and generous yes please and so everything just started to like line up you know it wasn't that I had ever decided I was going to be holding these spaces or expanding my gifts into you know like mage but it it just happened and I had no choice kind of deal Mm -hmm. the more I accepted it the more it all came together Mm -hmm. so the first womb circle that's actually where I met um, Amy and that was Tori's first womb circle. Like the first womb circle, I didn't charge anybody anything. It just felt so important to give that to my community at that time. And the effect just expanded and really solidified the work that I've been doing. I've always supported women in one way or another, and it just really expanded the magical aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So prior to, you know, all of the magical parts of my world I'd been working in the health food industry for a very long time alongside naturopaths and homeopaths Um, and always women were drawn to me you know cancer AIDS um, infertility fertility and um, 
dude, just tell me their whole life story. (laughs) I don't, I don't have a sign on my head that says like, we'll listen for free or anything. It's just, that's just who I am and what I've been called to do. And we would always find a solution and we would always work together. And I feel very, very lucky to have learned my mission so early because it's been nearly a decade of me serving women Mm. and I'm 30, 33. So it's been really beautiful to have that entrusted with me. Um, not without, not without initiation though, that's for sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> but accepting my mission and then supporting everybody. And so that's what I do now. I just support women from birth into death because I've done a lot of death work. I've done a lot of birth work, then everything in between, you know, you are conceiving. I can be there to support you. You have done an abortion. I can say goodbye to your star seed. I can help you do closure. Perhaps you've conceived and you really are not ready or do not want to want to be pregnant. I can also support you naturally that way. So it's these intense experiences that I've been put in that I haven't been able to um, escape. (laughs) I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowed to leave. I remember I used to teach dance a long time ago and one of the girls, she's quite young and I was kind of an auntie to everybody. I'm an auntie of 26, <laughs> but then I was, I was everybody's auntie anyways. And they all trusted me. And so she came to me and she shared, I had an abortion and I feel really, really scared and sad, or I'm going to, I'm going to have an abortion and I feel really scared and sad about it, but I'm just not ready. And I know that it's the right choice, but something feels off. And that was actually my initiation into um, connecting to star seeds. And I was young. I think I was maybe 20 or 19, like, just to babe myself, you know, and, uh, and I just followed what felt good. Mm-hmm. I followed what felt good and it was drumming and it was connecting to this star seed and saying goodbye. And it was such a deep magic that my own shaman and our medium friend were so, I don't want to say afraid, but they were very weary of that power because I was so young and mm-hmm. I knew nothing about it. I knew nothing about my power. I just knew that this girl who trusted me wanted my support. And so I loved her through a very difficult process. And then once I started to realize the affect of working with women in their wombs in the cosmos, I was like, okay, I need more. I need more information. I need more (laughs) knowledge. And I started asking for that. And then that's how the yurt and the blood medicine happened. And that's how the womb circles happen. Mm -hmm. It's all from a line of discovery and really just serving the women in my circle. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. I also know how that feeling is whenever something just happens and you just continue following the thread and you're like, wow, this isn't something I would have named for myself, but here we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it feels mm-hmm. good and it feels natural. And it's always really beautiful for me to witness other women really following the thread that has been presented to them not denying it or turning it down or feeling unworthy of it and just really following it and weaving with it into their life and not letting society or what they think they need to do damage or fray the end of that thread so that they don't ever claim it because what i've noticed is that it will come back a time and time again like yeah you can maybe push it away for five years or ten years or 50 years, but it will return. And you'll be like, here it is. 
I'm facing uh-huh. it now. Uh-huh. I, you know, I remember being presented this gift this other time in my life and now it is time. And so I just think it's beautiful that you accepted this at an early age and heard the call. And it's such important work because women are so disconnected in our society. They don't know how to connect. They don't necessarily understand the power of gathering in circle and supporting one another. And Kasha and I were in a circle together yesterday supporting another goddess friend of ours, Amy, who she mentioned actually, Cosmic Oracle, hosted by Tori, the noble mother, both amazing (laughs) goddess entrepreneurs who you should also check out. But I just feel like in a lot of ways in the world, women's circles, ancestrally, they were for sharing story. Oh, 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 don't, don't eat that plant. Or, oh, your kid has this issue. Use this plant. That's where we shared our our notes, right? About how mm-hmm. to be in the world. And it's kind of been co-opted now. It's like gossip and news and bullshit. Yeah, yeah, celebrities, like things that don't <laughs> matter. And so the reclamation of those spaces and just really claiming that back again to be like, no, this is our circle. This is what we're going to do to perpetuate this wisdom that women carry and continue to share skills, share knowledge, share medicine and support one another. It's just so needed in the world. So I I see you, I thank you. And I also just, I feel you, I feel your medicine. And I was even just thinking this morning, like how did I fall into this amazing circle of women? <laughs> like, it's just, I just feel so blessed. So yeah, super grateful for you. Oh, right back at you, sister. I was looking at the six of us yesterday. I was like, how in the world? This is just so epic and magical. And yeah, it's tight. I like that circle. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> well, I almost feel like, I, like I'm like, am I an imposter in the circle? Because y'all what? actually, some of y'all have actually met in person. And I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm an like, imposter. I'm... <laughs> hey, I think we when... should all meet in person though we will we're really not that far it'll all come together um plus when you're doing this this womb and heart connection work you're already connected right absolutely yeah so true completely connected Mm -hmm. um you know when you don't listen to the call it just gets kind of louder and louder and each time like so you're just kind of like the universe's bitch lover eventually because she just kind of like slaps you around and she's like hey (laughs) hey hey like it is time for you to listen up and actually I just did a the women's weekly energy report and the last card about wisdom was about a circuitous route and how that alters your perception and how life really is kind of like this spiral where you keep getting met with similar experiences Mm. um, until they're more filtered or perhaps um elevated even right Mm -hmm. to their finest point of execution and so um you gotta you gotta listen to the call Mm -hmm. you have to listen to the call and that's kind of why I like working with women because there comes a point with every woman where we're like okay I've met my threshold (laughs) something's gotta give you know and watching women really tune into their cycles tune into the cycles of nature Mm-hmm. And how the moon really affects you, how it affects your blood, 
that is just, that is the divine medicine. So that's the book that I wrote. It's called mm. Moon Blood. Mm. Um, this is in my previous business. So my previous business was called Anti-Flow. So I was everybody's aunt, right? I had 26 <laughs> nieces and nephews. And I started living according to the cycles. And that's actually what healed a lot of my Western problems. My endometriosis, my infertility. They said I'd never have children. Same. Same. Yeah. I have the exact same story. Yeah. It's so beautiful, right? How you just... You can do all the physical shit too, sure, but there's an emotional surgery. <laughs> Definitely, let's chop it up. Let's chop it up and put it back together. <laughs> like cut and paste. This isn't craft time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I did. I actually have had two surgeries. So I'm not like totally talking shit about Same. surgery. Same. Yeah, but I had like I had an emergency surgery from a ruptured ovary where I hemorrhage, and then. I just had so much scar tissue afterwards. Yes. I was ha- yes. living with chronic abdominal pain. So I had another uh-huh. surgery where they cleaned that up for me and praise the goddess. I've had zero issues ever since and I've never mm-hmm. needed another um, surgery. But so like I, it was a. I'm not against, I think acute medical care is smart. You absolutely. Know when you need medical. But attention. I'm just saying there's so often it's like, oh, you're having an issue with your uterus. Let's just cut it out. Like, exactly. No more problems, except anyone listening, like just new problems. Holy shit balls. Yeah. You get a whole new gamut of the womanly experience without the actual like motherboard regulator. Mm. <laughs> it's really, you know, I've ha- I've helped a lot of women avoid hysterectomies actually. It's there's a protocol. You just follow the protocol and you come back to yourself. Mm. Um yeah, not to mention it, it changes your hormones and just the way you feel. And yeah. Yeah, but There's you were, so many so I, sorry, I cut in. You were talking oh, about just like how, yeah, how you'd like healed everything going on, like all your yeah. Western diagnosis you had healed. And I was sharing this medicine with other, other women. And so a lot of girls, like I said, a, a younger girl came to me and then it kind of grew into, I would, I started these little workshops where I was like, you know, learn about your blood, learn about your moon. But I would always do these two exercises, which I love doing. It would be like, what do you call your period? Like, how do you feel on your period? And I'd have this big poster and we'd like write what everybody called their period or how they felt on their period and da, 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 da. just to try to show everybody how they've been programmed to hate it mm-hmm. and how they felt during it or how they had to hide it or felt dirty, whatever. And I would be like, well, what if I showed you there was a more loving way and that this isn't a curse? And then my second activity, which is always really fun, was like, what do you name your vagina? <laughs> and that was always a really fun one because mm-hmm. so many women were or are or however, whatever company we're in, um, can be disconnected from claiming that part of themselves. Mm-hmm. And there are so many beautiful names that you can name your vagina. You know, there's like lady flower, like <laughs> honey pot and um like pussy is a really common one, but there are just so many names. And mm-hmm. if you don't claim a name for yourself, where literally your creation comes from, how can you really claim creation? Mm-hmm. And so that's the work I do with women now. It kind of evolved into the temple because I became a mother. And I was like, I can't just do blood mysteries with women. I can't just do cyclical living with women because it's it's more than that. So I, I moved from doing like, moon blood ceremonies with with teens and that kind of thing and sharing my book um, which you can find on my website 
Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I'm just doing it as digital copies now, but it's really nice information that I organized into nice charts and like a 20 page read. It's just maybe it's 60. I don't know. It's like a nice Super little cool. booklet. Yeah. It's so important for teens to have seriously. Yes. What was the sex book you got? <laughs> right. Nothing. Right. I got nothing. <laughs> so it it really helps when you have the information from the beginning to know how to love your period, right? It is a cycle that you cycle with the moon or the tides. And um, if you aren't bleeding, you can look at the bottom and it shows you the moon chart and how you cycle with the moon. Mm-hmm. And then you just start learning what you're feeling, what you're loving, what the objective is, what the wisdom is. That's your flow, right? F-L-O-W, feeling, loving, objective, wisdom. Mm. And so that's what my readings are based on, my oracle readings. Mm-hmm. It was a flow reading, and I did that for many years also. So there's a flow to your flow, and you honor your cycle, your cycle honors you. And that, I found, was way more healing than anything, than any Western doctor or even naturopathic doctor, Eastern medicine could do for me because it was me listening to my body and me honoring that. So for example, quick tidbit, you don't host a party while you're bleeding, right? Mm -hmm. You, when you're ovulating, ask for a raise. When you're ovulating, go on dates. You'd be very magnetic. I hosted all of my workshops when I was ovulating. And I think that's a big attributor to my success Mm -hmm. because I was aligned Mm -hmm. with my cycle. And so this is the alignment that each woman has at her fingertips. This is your temple, right? You can access it through womb and heart work. And um, ever since I healed the the physical, the basics, then you're able to escalate further into the creation and the manifestation and and all that magical stuff that's really at your fingertips. It's Mm -hmm. really beautiful. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> bleeding. Oh my God. Right. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I literally like, I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't hate cramps. I like mm-hmm. love them. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I've just never really had super intense. I know some women do have super intense ones. So I'm not trying to belittle that experience. I have not experienced it. But the cramps that I do feel, I'm like, yeah, I could interpret that as, as pain. And yeah, a heating pad feels good and mm-hmm. like subsides the pain, but I still love the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it just feels great. Um, mm-hmm. And how lucky off- are we to purge each month? You can literally attach emotions and bullshit to your blood and bleed it out. Mm. And then each month you get a retry, a trial again, Yeah, you know, PMS is not really real. It's actually when we are most highly intuitive mm. and, you know, back during red tent days and tribal days during a woman's cycle, those two weeks, she would be invited to fire in the morning because that would be, they would ask her her dreams. Mm. What did you dream last night? Because you're highly intuitive mm. and those emotions that you're experiencing prior to your bleed are how you guide your family as a matriarch. Mm. That's how they would make ag laws. That's how they would make, you know, war laws. That's how they would really run everything was based on the woman's emotion and intuition. Are you feeling safe about this choice? Uh, Do you think this is a a time for us to act? Should we be planting a new crop? Should we be go, you know, crossing these waters? So 
PMS is kind of this stamp of rejecting the female model of seership. It's a patriarchal mm-hmm. rebrand of mm-hmm. our gifts and, and totally. totally just undermining our potential. It's like, mm-hmm. really, here's this resource that could be so wildly beneficial to humanity, mm-hmm. but no, let's suppress it. Let's rebrand it as something difficult. Oh, this is when your wife's being difficult when she's telling you, don't do that right now. I don't know. I'm not feeling good about that. Oh, well, she's just PMSing. No, she actually just knows what the fuck is up. (laughs) Women are the seers in the family, in the Mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, our intuition can really support a man's instinct. And Mm -hmm. it works so beautifully together. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a big takeaway if you're listening is that you're actually highly intuitive. And what I practiced for many years, it took about seven years before I actually clicked in, but I was like, oh my God, I dealt with the emotion and it was honored by my husband, my my partner at the time, my boyfriend, eventually we got married, but, and it didn't come back next month Mm. because it had been honored. So if you're feeling, you know, depressed okay, well then honor your depression. Depression really comes from not living to your soul. How can you live more according to your soul's desires? Is your partner seeing you in the lack of your soul, having its desires completed? Are your relationships in your life? Is your work supporting this? Are you going to work and you hate your job? Are you going to work when you're bleeding, when you really should be resting for even, you know, half a day, whatever, right? Like you really need to honor your cycle so you can honor you. And then you get the information and then you bleed. And the next month, you don't have to repeat that shit again. Mm. <laughs> it actually just disappears. And if it comes back, it's because it hasn't been fully witnessed or processed. Mm-hmm. And that's a tried and tested and true thing of living according to your cycle. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to get the book, you can then just go in your agenda or your calendar and write in, okay, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm interested in. These are the objectives, the wisdom. And you start organizing your life that way. Mm-hmm. I'm just a, like, I'm a clean freak. I'm like, I like lists and stuff. So I made a nice chart, but it's helpful. (laughs) You don't have to think about it. And so then that week you're like, oh, well then I'm just going to write in my journal and you start course correcting and you start progression and, and, and logging all of these um, significant events that your hormones Mm. are showing you. I mean, pattern recognition is literally one of the most important skills that humans we have innately, but if you hone it, you mm-hmm. will up level your life so drastically. It's just like the best hack, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, everything in life is sacred geometry. So of course there are patterns. Mm-hmm. And once you can find the pattern to being a woman, then you start to love being a woman. And then you start to see the power in your blood. And mm. there's a lot of power oh my gosh. in your blood. We're so powerful. This past few weeks, I just did two episodes about shrooms and I didn't get deeply into wombs and bleeding, but that's why it's kind of spurred into this next month as I'm I'm having these topics on. But oh my gosh, the mushrooms were like, you're so powerful. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, I know. <laughs> it's just, yeah. So um, yeah, I wanted to ask you, so if you know, this is a podcast for goddess entrepreneurs. I'm sure that there are many women who are tuned into their womb in some way, shape or form, or maybe some Mm -hmm. months they are, some months they're not, which by the way, it's all okay. Everything comes in cycles, but what, you know, can you tell us like, what is waiting 
for us? What is our dear listener, our dear goddess entrepreneur, what is waiting for her when she takes the time to tune into her womb space? What is awaiting for you, dear goddess, is pure bliss and joy and just the ease in your life. Mm. You are waiting for ease and flow in your life by following your hormonal cycle, by doing womb and heart connection work, by working with womb shamanesses. Because when you have a clear connection between your womb and your heart, you can create anything. So Mm. your heart is your biggest compass. Yeah. It's the biggest magnet in our body. It literally is a magnet. It pulls things up and moves them down, right? It circulates the blood in your body. It's the biggest magnet. And when you listen to your heart, you can do no wrong really. Because your heart is connected to your desires. Your heart is connected to your ego. And I really believe in exalting your ego. Listening to your ego really brings you to a place of following your desires. Therefore, you're living a heart-led life, which is always protected. You know, the mind makes us (laughs) get confused. The mind makes us lose focus of the truth. Mm. The heart is very simple. Very simple. You can't go yeah, wrong. The mind when you loves to, to try to try to talk the heart out of things that it wants. <laughs> totally, totally. And I've lived a very heart-led life. So, if any of you who know me, most of the decisions I've made in my life have scared the shit out of everybody in my life, except for me. You know, <laughs> because I know that they are for me, and they are led by my heart, which is protected by spirit, and there really is no no wrong choice. And so, your magnet is your heart. That's one aspect of understanding. And the second aspect of understanding is your womb. And the womb is your biggest creation portal. Yes, children. Yeah, okay. Given sperm, we make children. But also given vegetables to a woman, we make meals. Given house to a woman, we make home. So it's just the essence of woman and it's stored in our womb. This is our creational aspect. This is where we create right? So this is where ideas come from. This is where we birth our projects. This mm. is where we follow our passions. It comes take from the raw material space. and turn it into something. Yes. Yes, exactly. So when you can <clears throat> create, first of all, space in both of these places, clearing in both of these spaces so that they are elevated and open and expanded, then you create a conduit between the two of these places and you're unstoppable. You're unstoppable because you have your womb connected to your heart, your magnets connected to your creation zone. And so both of them are working in tandem in this beautiful circuit. Mm. And so whatever you're desiring, it's easily being filtered down into your womb and you're easily creating it. And it's this beautiful biofeedback loop from your womb to your heart that it just expands into your community or your work or your finances or your, you know, your dreams, because it's being created from your desires and your womb space. It's a really beautiful way of living. And it's at every woman's fingertips. It's basic, basic knowledge that we have not had access to for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would just like to invite, you know, anyone who's listening and just, to literally put your womb at your fingertips right now, like literally put your fingertips together 
above your womb space and just feel the power of that circuitry because from fingertip to fingertip we have a full loop to the heart and then if you take your hands and put them onto the womb you're just amplifying that circuitry even more mm-hmm. oh i just got like super chills. <laughs> yeah my baby's kicking like crazy <laughs> oh, buddy yeah it's i mean it's such a powerful simple. circuit like oh. it's simple and powerful that's just it and if you're just beginning to move into this kind of work and you know feeling and tuning into these things in your body place one hand on your heart and then one hand on your womb, and then breathe into your womb lift it up and bring it up into your heart hold it there for a minute and then bring it from your heart back down to your womb. And this is the simple technique that I teach in all of my workshops, just so that you can start bringing life to these places, right? Connection to your heart, to your womb, your womb, to your heart and allowing them to feed one another. It's so simple, Mm. so simple. And it's so activating and it really creates flow. Once you live according to your cycle or the moon cycle, and then start doing womb work. It's amazing what's waiting for you. I feel like some of our most powerful tools are just so simple <laughs> and free. Yeah. It's done I on mean, purpose it's, that way. It's simple, it's it, but it's complex. It's simplexity. It's just like <laughs> there there's just it's magic. I mean, that's really all mm-hmm. I can say about it. It is it's magic. <laughs> well, if I look at my clients, it's really beautiful over the years. I've been looking at one of my clients. She, when did we start? Maybe it was like five years ago, perhaps. And now looking at her Instagram stories and seeing her life, I'm like, wow, you did it. You created the life that was in your vision board mm. and you did it, you know? So she was an MD. There were some, some choices that were made and some poor choices. And it created a big area of reprogramming for her. And she was not able to do residency. And I said, well, they can't take your doctorate from you. So what else do you want to do? And we started doing womb work and moving through all these things. And now she owns a Botox clinic and is extremely successful and has her condo in the water, which she always wanted. It's like, great, amazing. (laughs) Another woman always wanted to be a film producer. And so this year she was at the Cannes Festival. And now Mm -hmm. she's producing film. You know, another woman is a chiropractor. She had not been feeling her practice. And she's like, I just want to be a mom. Boom. Another client. This one makes me giggle. She messaged me. She's like, so does womb work mean that I quit my steady career and go work on a dairy farm to shovel shit? I was like, for some people, it may look like that, (laughs) you know, because you're really shifting into the next level of yourself. And what's that going to prepare? How is it? How are you going to best prepare yourself? really mm-hmm. how are you going to best prepare yourself for that next level and meeting yourself it looks so different for every single woman but once you start womb work you can't really like don't do womb work if you want things to stay the same because mm-hmm. it is extremely transformational and it's a big transformation it's mm. big change and it's big work and it doesn't just affect you it ends up affecting your community, your family, your home, your finances. It's really, really 
And I feel so honored to be in this place, honestly, looking at all my clients and their stories. I'm like, damn, I <laughs> held you and then you got you and then look at what you did. Like, yes. so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> and this so perfectly brings me to my next question for you is how has honoring your cycle, honoring your blood affected your family and what I call your ripple effect? Like as women, we're the center of our ripple okay what do the rings look like and how do you see the power of your ripples affecting your husband your children the people in your world and yeah just whatever comes to mind so at first the biggest thing i noticed maybe about eight or nine years ago was how it affected my marriage i keep saying marriage him and i got married in 2018. So this was way before we got married, but he's always been my husband. Yeah, your um, union. My union. It's definitely a sacred union. So I would put my flow chart on the freaking fridge <laughs> <laughs> for my own perception and application of the process, you know, just honoring the integrity of the knowledge that was given to me, mm -hmm. but also so that my partner could understand where I was at. Mm -hmm. And so the first level of gifts from living this way and the ripple into my life was my husband started to understand me more. Mm -hmm. It made our communication much more open. It made it much more understanding. It made our sex life just so much better. Mm -hmm. It made our money so easy. Mm -hmm. It made our choices so aligned because as a mother, you guide as a matriarch, you guide as the woman. Mm -hmm. And when you are guiding from a place of alignment, then everything just works out. And so it made my relationship with my, my husband amazing. It was already amazing, but it was like next level of like understanding and clarity. And then mm -hmm. also made my friendships more honest. Mm. It made my friendships more honorable. Hey, I just got my blood. I'm going to rest tonight. I'm really sorry. I can't be there. Oh, no problem. Let's, let's book something together in a couple of weeks when, when you're ovulating. Like those are the types of conversations I was <laughs> starting to have with my sisters, right? It made my finances better. I was more in the flow instead of going against it, right? Like you're not paddling upstream. You're just kind of going with it. Mm -hmm. And instead of choosing tasks or events or ways of living that were just not abundant I was very clear about this feels like a full body yes or a no thanks <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first base level and then it really started to change the way I felt about my own body mm -hmm. I started to see myself in way more of a beautiful goddess form and it took over into the sense of how other people started to see me the way people started interacting with me, uh, treating me, um, just a different level of respect. Mm. There was a different level of honor in public with strangers, which was very noticeable. Mm -hmm. um, and then it rippled into the right clients. Mm. Every client was the right client, but it was very clear that I want soul clients. And so careful what you wish for because so much karma and so many lessons and you know this when you serve somebody you're really serving yourself on some level too right there's mm. this 
honorable exchange. And so I started seeing with my clients how my choices and my lessons and how I was able to share that with them and they started applying it. It was kind of like a, it was contagious Mm. in a really, really cool way Mm -hmm. to see other women start enjoying their period and to see other women, you know, start accepting their journeys. And um, it really just created more healing, more peace, um, who knows, maybe this will save the world. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I absolutely believe it will. That's the power of being the center of the ripple is that you don't know the effects at the edge. You can see what's going on in your vicinity, but there's more going on beyond that. I mean, I feel like humans are telepathic by nature. Mm-hmm. And we're, but we're telepathic with more than just thoughts. It's like you were saying about the heart being magnetic. We can literally feel each other's feelings. You know, some can do it consciously, but it's mostly unconscious. But even though it's unconscious, it's still affecting our behavior. And so I feel like when someone truly honors themselves, honors their body, loves their body, other people can feel it. And yes, it will affect how they behave around you and how they treat you, but it recodes them, gives them permission to also go and now do the same. It really does. It really does. Very, very, very. It's like you said, it's contagious. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. So how can women utilize their blood for magic in their life? I know we've touched on like so many things, but like the actual blood. (laughs) I love this question so much. (laughs) Uh, If my brother-in-law listening, which I doubt he would, but like, I really got to make a shout out because he, my nephews, they had to unfollow me and my previous business because I would talk about this so much. And they were like, I can't listen to you talk about period blood. And I was like, it's the best. Like, look at all the things you can do. (laughs) One of my, um, what's the word, like prereqs for dating someone was like, if you're creeped out by period blood or you don't want to make love while I'm bleeding, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Yeah, truly. Truly. It is a good And also like, if you can't handle hairy legs. (laughs) Ah. I'm with you on that one, sister, like, for sure. I ain't never going to shave, so. Nope. <laughs> nope. But that's the real man. Like, 100%. down with blood, down with body hair. That's it. That's it. I'm an adult human female. These are going to be things that happen to my body, and it's going to be how I look, and we're just going to enjoy each other's bodies or not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Those are good prereqs. I like those predating <laughs> questions. <laughs> so what can you do with your blood? How can you utilize this amazing resource that happens every month? Well, I will tell you that my plants are very thick and green and juicy. Mm. <laughs> so one of the ways is collecting your blood. And if y'all are using tampons, stop. Um, if you must, if you feel like you must get an organic cotton, yes. However, it is much better for your body to let it come out. So if you think about it, a tampon kind of stops and hinders the flow and it actually makes your period longer. Mm -hmm. It, um, 
can just create a lot of things, you know? Um, Diva cups are great, moon cups are good, free bleeding is great, but really pads are the best. And I know that can be an inconvenience for some, but um, I highly, highly, highly recommend not putting anything in your vagina so that you can have an easier flow and it can just be more enjoyable. And um, ultimately you collect your blood. Well, however you collect your blood. So say you have your tampons or your pads, you can put them in a bowl. If you have your cups then you can empty your, your blood into a bowl and then I just water it down and I cast intention over my bowl every time. Um, I, I give it gratitude, say thank you for your nourishment. Thank you for your purging. Thank you for your magic. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your power. Whatever feels good to you, just cast some sort of gratitude over it. And then you can feed your plants. Mm. It is this amazing, high nutrient dense, I don't want to say fertilizer, but ultimately, yeah, because mm -hmm. it's very high in stem cells. Mm -hmm. And the stem cells that they use for growing limbs for new people in laboratories come from the woman's uterine lining. So it is so rich in um, regenerative data mm -hmm. that it's only going to benefit whatever it touches. Mm -hmm. So that brings me to my next lovely thing to do with your blood. I love using it as a face mask. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women... Um, in like, I guess the celebrity world pay whatever they pay for these types of things. Um, it's free. It's yours. I mean, if you eat a really acidic diet full of starburst and, you know, there's like tartrazine and all sorts of those things in your blood, I would consider maybe eating a different diet before putting that type of blood on your face. That would be mm -hmm. very acidic. Um, however, there are so many stem cells again, it's going to benefit you. So it is an absolute resource for your beauty. Mm -hmm. It's a resource for your land. Um, it's also a resource for your magic. So you can collect it and paint with it. So each month when you're bleeding, collect it. When you do collect, I find that by day three, it starts to kind of oxidize. I so put mine in the fridge. Exactly. Yeah, I put yeah. it in, I, you know, I dilute it with water, like you said, and then I keep it in the fridge. Beautiful. Exactly. And you can paint with it you can draw with it and you can create your next manifestation. Mm. So again, because it's so regenerative, it can hold the energy of regeneration and completion. So mm -hmm. you can draw what you want to see happen. It can be a big thing, you know, like big changes in the world. It can be a small thing. It can be manifestation of money. It can be a manifestation of peace, but you can just paint, paint your magic. Mm -hmm. And those are, those are my favorite ways mm -hmm. to use your blood. Those are my favorite ways. And then again, the way I was taught this medicine was by releasing the blood back into the earth. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest gift that you can give back to mother, back to yourself, because it creates a direct conduit between yourself mm -hmm. and earth. Yeah, there's so a reciprocity anyway. that happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I always tell people, be careful where you uh -huh. deposit your moon blood because uh -huh. it will create almost kind of like a energetic anchor to that place so i'm obviously super intentional about the places in the earth where like, uh -huh. i let it go it's heartbreaking to me to let it go in the toilet i just hey. it feels like a waste uh -huh. um yeah so it is such a resource <laughs>
Yeah. It's such a resource for magic, for health. Oh yeah. It's also like a a vital sign. You Mm -hmm. can look to it to kind of be like, okay, how am I doing? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because we want to be looking for a bright red blood. Yeah. That lasts about four days, Mm -hmm. you know, and if it's more scant than that, or if it's darker in color, there are different things that your body's trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. Different deficiencies or proficiencies. So really having a nice, healthy red bleed for four days ish. I mean, Mm -hmm. someone a little bit more, but you don't want to go, you don't want to go too much longer than that. Mm -hmm. Five days, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, we we start going to seven and it's a little too long. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can look at your blood for your vital signs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Your health. Yeah. And so how do you think goddess entrepreneurs can use their blood or their cycle knowledge to their advantage in business? Mm, I love this question. Well, <laughs> firstly, start living according to it. Mm-hmm. Secondly, start organizing your events to it so you can mm-hmm. have more success. Um, And then ultimately, you can start using it for magic, right? So if you would like to create maybe a new program, start using your blood to manifest that when you release it back into the earth or when you put it into your plants or when you put it on your face or you make a painting, any way that you use your blood, have a, a very clear intention behind it because magic is magic, okay? But it is a hundred percent the intention. You can say whatever you want to say, but it's always intention that is going to trump whatever comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. So it's very important for you to be clear about your intention. And so, you know, plants are great alchemy because you can watch them grow. You know, if you start nourishing a plant and it starts dying, what's yeah. your intention, <laughs> right? <laughs> to be very clear about your intention. And you can watch things grow. And then that also starts growing things in the 3D world, right? So you do your magic in the 5D and then you watch it in the 3D. And then it's just a sure thing. Um, You can also start painting things out. You can start using it as a way to honor your success, right? Mm -hmm. So say you have received just this amazing client and you guys are going to do great work together. Give yourself a blood facial, and really mm. honor yourself and this client because beauty rituals for women are another hack. You really need to take care of your body. You really need to take care of your beauty. It's mm-hmm. so, so, so important as a woman tapping into that feminine energy, mm-hmm. but engaging in a beauty ritual in honor of yourself and your client, very, very potent medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, just using it in any way that you want to, again, regenerate expand those are going to be the ways that you can use your blood to really fortify your business blood magic can also bring a lot of shit so you have to be really careful about how you use it Um, you have to be really careful about whom you share that you use blood magic with Um, you know watering your plants with it is seems harmless but at the same time there's so much power in the blood and it can repel as well it can create such negative effects as well because this is coming from a human so it's really really important when you are engaging in blood magic to have your protections in place 
I say this quite often, like just don't fuck with magic mm-hmm. really, because this is really big stuff. Like if you look at um, like African magic, there's a lot of blood magic. It's very, very powerful. It's very transformative. It's very regenerative and used inappropriately can create a lot of harm. Mm-hmm. And so this is not for the faint of heart. I would recommend, you know, working with someone or starting slowly in terms of, you know, watering your plants mm-hmm. or that kind of stuff. Like those things are pretty, pretty harmless. <laughs> for That's the a good way to part. just cultivate a relationship, relationship. with the act and That's then kind of just see where you're guided from there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it is very, very powerful. And so it does come with a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Don't use your blood unless you want something to change. Mm-hmm. Be very clear about your intention of what that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So just going back to cycles, can you think of a simple cycle hack that anyone can activate right away? living according to the moon Mm -hmm. is a very simple one we're mostly water so we're affected by the moon and when the moon is full so are you i mean i can't say that anymore though actually because in recent years i've discovered how um shamanesses and you know womb workers we typically bleed with the full red moon and then it's a counterbalance between women with the other moon cycle so i want to say one size fits all but it's actually one size fits half Mm -hmm. because if everybody synced up with one another there'd be nobody to do the work on the opposite end so for example i have a client who works on an all-female farm half of them bleed at the same time and half of them bleed on the other time that's great right exactly it's so supportive it's ingenious um so i would say one of the quickest ways is to you know, look at the moon cycle and mm-hmm. what that looks like for you. And if that So relates. what if I look at the moon cycle and I realize that I'm not bleeding with either the new moon or the full moon? I'm kind of just like this random other spot. Should I try to do something to align? Should I just set the intention to align? Does it mean anything to not be lined up with one of one or the other? I think it's so personal. Like to some women, they feel like, oh, something's wrong because I'm not connected to the moon that way or Mm -hmm. but really I don't I don't see it mattering Mm -hmm. I like order so I'm very Mm -hmm. intentional about Mm -hmm. my experience so yes I I set an intention I said I got this medicine from the moon when I was bleeding with the moon and living in my yurt and I'm going to live my life according to this knowledge which I eventually found in books so if you want to start syncing up just start doing the things in the flow chart Just start mm-hmm. doing the things that that moon calls for. Because once you're participating in ritual and preparing yourself appropriately to participate in the flow, mm-hmm. then your cycle will start honoring you, right? It's like, once you honor your cycle, your cycle will honor you. Mm-hmm. So then I guess the flip of that is just honor your cycle, figure out where your cycle's at and start mm-hmm. honoring that because that was the simplest, quickest way for me to eliminate the bullshit it was very clear it was like well no I can't come hang out with you I'm bleeding I want to sit at home and like read my journal over again and get some chocolate you know and then when I'm ovulating don't buy puppies when you're ovulating 
don't do it. <laughs> It'll uh-uh. seem like a great idea. <laughs> totally. No. <laughs> My pockets when you're bleeding, you'll be real clear about what you, what you want to do. Um, <laughs> you know, I kind of talk about it as like windows, each phase of your cycle, you get seven days ish with a cycle and you get seven days with a different part of the window opening. So let's start with bleeding. Cause it's easy. Like the windows shut. We're shutting that window down, chilling, we're introverted, we're resting, we're very, very, very powerful. And that's kind of part of it. That's why we would always go to red tents and bleed. Mm. You're just so powerful, but you're shut off. Mm-hmm. You're not really sharing that power with everybody because it's not meant to be spread thin. It's meant to be cultivated and kept for your own purposes or your community, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyways, you're done bleeding. And then you go into your next phase and you're feeling kind of vulnerable right? You aren't sure how everything's going. Like you're barren at that point, right? Your uterine lining is gone. You just had all this blood leave. You're rebuilding. So you're not really open to too much, but it's time to let some fresh air in. So you open the window a crack. So you're kind of checking out the window, what's going on outside. You're kind of putting your feelers out a little bit, but not too much. You're just kind of feeling the vulnerability of beginning again Mm -hmm. and then you go into the next phase your fovulatory phase so then you're like I want to open this window there's so Mm -hmm. many exciting things I need so much fresh air like I'm ready like your feelers are all the way out you're touching all the things you're excited you're ready life is good and then after all that stimulation you kind of like oh whoa we're gonna close the window a little bit it's drafty in here we're gonna just turn her down a bit And you start to bring your feelers back in, you're in your luteal phase. And this is where you start going through your experiences for the past couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. kind of start, you know, and this is actually when you start like cleaning a lot. If you start cleaning, it's because usually you'd be leaving to go to a red tent. So you'd be cleaning, you'd be cooking food for your family, you'd be like getting shit ready so you could go. Um, And so you start slowing down and you start closing the window a little bit. And then you go back into your bleeding phase. So just even that knowledge there, just following your natural instincts of when you don't want to see anybody, mm-hmm. we're bitchy because we don't want to see anybody. It's not because you're bitchy. Like you're just like <laughs> trying to protect yourself, mm-hmm. right? You're not PMSing. You're just highly intuitive and you have a lot of emotions going on and you're trying to sort which one you're going to work with this month, you mm-hmm. know? So just having more understanding of those cycles and living according to them. So literally grab your agenda, write out those feelings for each week and just start planning your life according to it. So it takes about, I'd say three bloods, three months, three moon cycles to really tap into an honor system. And then you start hearing more and more and then you can't live any other way because it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question, goddess? Yeah. Okay. Yes, that was <laughs> epic. Are you kidding me? That was like the best answer ever. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. And this might be such a TMI for anyone listening. <laughs> so I do track my cycle mm-hmm. with an app. Um, my husband tracks my cycle on the calendar, which is very sweet because he uses the calendar more than I do. Um, but I, I kind of track my cycle based on smell. I don't know how like Uh uh normal uh that is. (laughs) Totally normal. I can tell exactly where I'm at 
based on smell. And obviously, you know, cervical mucus is also pretty helpful. I can always tell when I'm about to ovulate and then the post-ovulation mucus that's like super obvious. But right now I've been bleeding with the full moon. And so my moon is due in a few days and like there's a smell and it's not a bad smell. I actually love the way I smell like like pretty much at all times, except for maybe day two and three of my moon. I'm kind of like, that's not a smell I'm enjoying. Um, But the rest of my cycle, I'm literally like, I smell amazing. And I just got like, literally, as you were talking, I got a whiff. (laughs) (laughs) And I was was like, yeah, my moon is coming. I can literally Uh smell it coming. I had a partner say that once. I was like, how do you know that my period's coming? He's like, you smell different. He's like, what? Like, why are you tracking my cycle? He's like, survival. It's like, and he's not wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It was just something funny that um, happened as you were talking. Like I got a whiff and then I was like, okay, I'm just going to share this. Why not? It's so important <laughs> to share because you're probably not the only one. Yeah. Right. I don't typically notice it, but people in my life have. Mm-hmm. So it's another way of tracking your cycle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, there's so many ways. It's so fascinating to me. And I don't want to say this in a demeaning way, but sometimes when I encounter women who, you know, they have to be on birth control because they just have no idea what's going on. I'm just like, how do you have no idea? Like, I know exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. And yes, I've read some books and learned and over the years and things like that. But it's so obvious, like, what you don't ever look at even the toilet paper come on that's just such a basic thing um but yeah like i said if you have a hard time tracking your cycle i'm not at all trying to offend you i just oh man it's just so in my face well that's it and if you have the knowledge especially from a young age right imagine children having the knowledge of all of this Mm -hmm. and this kind of reminds me of um we were talking about earlier and how the ripple is into my family mm-hmm. like my children take care of me mm-hmm. and many of my clients have had their children take care of them when they're bleeding and so it's shifting this whole generational approach of hiding your blood of hiding it all but really just incorporating it into the family and being like oh mm-hmm. dad's cooking because mom's bleeding you know mm-hmm. actually we should maybe we need to nourish our mother let's go make some bone broth Mm -hmm. mom's not here right now because she's getting a massage she's gonna bleed next week like these are normal conversations let's make mom a burger yeah (laughs) burger (laughs) or a steak like yeah Um, yeah that's it yeah that's it Mm -hmm. so it's having that knowledge and I think a lot of women just don't or they're a part of the indoctrination right from a young age and um they're good little girls right Mm. they follow along and by no means um am I trying to shame anybody and at the same time it's uh it's very common yeah or just overuse of birth control or only known your body on birth control Uh like I know so many women the moment they start bleeding they were put on birth control even though whether they were sexually active or not or not and so they never actually kind of got to know their body when it's truly reflecting its own biology they just don't Mm -hmm. know um Mm -hmm. it's really it's really interesting and birth Um, control changes your pheromones Mm -hmm. so if you want to talk about smell 
that's a big part of what you're experiencing, right? Oh, yeah. When you when you smell other women, and so that's another you, one of my prereqs <laughs> for dating a man. I'm like, I have to like your bo. Like, yes. If I don't like 100%. your bo, I don't think we're compatible. Compatible. That's yeah. it. My husband, when he has bo, he's like, sorry, and I'm like, no, come here. <laughs> I I like my husband's bo except when I'm pregnant. It's very oh, interesting. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, he's very responsive though. Um, the pheromones of being on birth control also, um, I don't know if you know this, but they mess up your choice in partnership. I've heard that. Yeah. And I can, I mean, I'm like, I can attest to that. Yes. I I had about with, yeah, I had about with birth control and it was not, you know, not a good time in my life with Right. It shifts your brain chemistry. Mm. It shifts your hormones and ultimately then it shifts your judgment, your judgment. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So then, and it affects like both sides, you know, if you are dating, if you're a man and you're dating a woman on birth control, your attraction to her is based on a chemical Mm. that has been put into her body versus um, her real judgment, her real emotions, her real, Mm. not to say that you aren't real when you're on the chemicals, but it really changes your biochemistry. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to do, you know, mate matching, how can you mate match if you can't fully receive the person in their entirety mm-hmm. when there's, um, you know, there's a, there's like a um, filter on. Yeah. There's a filter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so many women go through lives with partners that they chose when they were on birth control. And many men go through lives with partners they chose to be on birth control and then they realize what the fuck is this Mm. what the fuck is this and you've just been duped your experience has been hijacked by plebs in the pharmaceutical industry so psa just get off birth control before you start really looking for your partner and learn your cycle because girl you can only get pregnant like four or five days maybe Mm -hmm. six a month (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's it seriously just like powerful be able to tell right when you ovulate Mm -hmm. avoid it until you know for sure you ovulated and then it's a (laughs) free-for-all it 100 percent. yeah sex is very enjoyable it's not meant to scare you and babies are also great that shouldn't scare you either it's just (laughs) a matter of owning your autonomy as a woman and doing that through your fertility Mm. like whoa what a concept like abortion hey, how about you sit over some herbs when you don't want to conceive and you call it a day because (laughs) it is way less invasive Mm. than the other options that are given to women, Mm -hmm. which ultimately have very, like I was warning everybody about earlier, the blood is very powerful. Mm. And so what is your blood and this stem cell and this creation being used for? for Yeah, where is it going? (laughs) As I can't, I know. I know where it's going and I know what it does and I cannot go there right now, yeah. but it is very, very dark and it is a, an energy harvest used in the wrong way. Yeah. And so having the autonomy and the knowledge and the power to go through each sexual experience of your life, your fertile sexual experiences as a woman, because birth is sexual, you know, having your period is sexual. <laughs> It just mm-hmm. is. These are sexual experiences mm-hmm. and not in this um, like weird porn way, which also is a big no-no in my life. 
Mm-hmm. That's a weird world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a weird energy harvest. Um, so, anyways, having that autonomy and that knowledge is so powerful because no one can scare you out of your body. Nobody can scare you into experiences that are not aligned for you. Mm-hmm. Blood is amazing. Mm, it really is. fantastic i just feel like it's like i was saying we just have so much power oh my Uh gosh it's just Uh wild sometimes shroomies will tell you everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah they will but i just want to shout it from the rooftops to every woman like you're so powerful Uh yes okay there's like the patrix and shitty men in charge in places where they shouldn't be it's just uninitiated people in general yeah, in places 100%. of power they shouldn't be there they are not initiates yeah um, however despite all of that we still just have so much fucking power um it's just so it's available it's right there so uh, mm-hmm. well touch of your fingertips yeah yeah <laughs> Well, this has just been incredible having you on. And I feel like we could literally talk for hours. <laughs> Me too. Thank you for this. It's been so yeah. nice to talk deeply about these things that I love so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. And I just feel so grateful to have you in my world. And please um, tell my listeners where they can find you. Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram. I have a few accounts there under the temple dot. And so if you'd like to go to the podcast, you go to the temple dot podcast. If you'd like to be on my personal channel, you can go to the temple dot Kasha Diana. So that's K-A-S-I-A. D-I-A-N-A. And then I also am starting one of iridology. If you'd like to have a little more information on how I do iris readings and what that can entail for you and your health, you go to the temple.iridology. You can also find me on my website, which is www.kashadiana-thetemple.co. And I'm quite reachable through those two facets online. Uh, I am hosting an incredible retreat in September with six other practitioners. You can find that information there. It's a womb detox retreat. It's going to be epic. Mm -hmm. I've got a chiropractor, a naturopath. I've got a body painter. I'm doing womb shamanism. I have yoga. And uh, it's just going to be so great. So, so great. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, and goddess dancing. This is going to be in the Maritimes um out near my way so maritimes of canada mm-hmm. and it's a full day retreat so it's from 10 10 a.m until 6 p.m at this epic scandinavian resort so you can go in the pool and go to the cold plunge and the sauna and, mm. and pick your practitioner and just work on your womb so that Beautiful. you start the next season um in a whole new level of yourself so i'm really so stoked for that mm-hmm. yeah that sounds incredible <sighs> i love it i love my work <laughs> Thank you for the work that you do in this world. I truly just see you living your soul mission and having a business that is truly a spiritual devotion that's serving the collective by serving women. Because when women are nourished and cared for, we have that ability to express our power in the fullest, be the center of our ripple and really impact not just ourselves and our own families, but our entire community and the collective of humanity. So 
I really, really bow to you and I thank you. And I'm so, so thrilled that I got to have this chat with you today. So as thank usual, you, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> the words are making me emotional. Thank oh. you for seeing me and validating this work. Yeah, I really, really love it. And thank you to all our beautiful listeners. Thank you for having me and spending your time and energy here. So yeah. much love. <laughs> we can feel your love. So as usual, blessings to you and yours. And I'll see you on the next episode.